I'm Gabby Lamb. And I'm Harper Rose Drummond. And you're listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, dirtiest, naughtiest, wildest secrets. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another Gorgina episode of Tea Time. So- I'm pregnant. Okay, so you're pregnant. Lee is no longer... Lee's actually... He turned into a full kidney stone. He so actually now, is... Uh, he's made of stone now. He is... We Instead of Lee, there is just a full pile of kidney stones sitting on his little chair. And together it makes a boulder. Yeah. If you so didn't listen nice. to last week's episode, you're honestly... Of um, you're lower, fake. you're yeah, you're fake. You're of lower intelligence, and you probably <laughs> are ugly. Um, Lee but has, yeah, and Lee, Lee, had had, Lee had kidney stones, and Mom, now this week, food poisoning. I don't know what's going on, but I will tell you guys. <laughs> I hope you're eating right now. It's mm, not good. It's it's a lot. Just ran to Lee's bathroom because I thought I was going to throw up. Powered through it, and now we're in the chair. But your hair is looking cute. Thank you, Honk. Needs yeah. to be washed. Looks cute, Honk. I love the color of your hair. Okay. And, you know, <laughs> it did feel weird to be nice to you. And that was just a nice reminder of why I don't do it. But, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm already over it. Um. Anyways, so here's the thing. Yeah. Here's what it is. Here's what it isn't. Okay. You just spent two days with your boyfriend. I spent two days with my boyfriend yesterday. I had a mental breakdown. Silently. Not with him. Uh, because we just watched TV all day. And I was like, is this it? Okay, no, I get Am so I- antsy on those days. I, I have to like at least go for a walk. Like, every- I mean, we went for a walk, but it was still, oh, really? it was, first of all, the weather fucks my ass. The weather has been like nonstop dreary. So it doesn't make you feel good when it's kind of cloudy and cold. And you're like, well, I don't really know what to do. Okay. Well, you just do just that. But then we sat inside and we watched TV all day. And I was like, shouldn't I be doing something with my life? Like, why am I not? Shouldn't I be at Matt Rife level right now? Like, what's going on? But yeah. instead, I'm just sitting in my apartment yeah. watching TV. And that one day of watching TV is why you're not at Matt Rife level. And they, th- but that's what goes through my head. That's what goes through my, through my fucking head. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm like, if I didn't watch TV today, tomorrow I probably would be Matt Rife. Did, okay, when you were growing up, did you have, um, <clears throat> did one of your parents, were they ever like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Growing up, my, my parents... Mostly my mom were always like, okay, like, come on, like, let's wake up. Let's come on. Let's get the day started. And so now I still have, like, when I wake up, I'm like, huh, I, I like, I wake up with anxiety of like about being productive. I don't think I had that, but I've always had the productivity anxiety. And wouldn't you know it, it hasn't done anything for me yet. <laughs> Isn't that kind of fun when you have anxiety about being productive and you're like, fuck, you I need to be doing something. All right. And fourth then, episode of whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking fourth episode of surviving death. And like, that's it. It's not. Uh, yeah. I did nothing all day yesterday. And then like, I also realized like we have to allow ourselves to do that, to enjoy ourselves and our relationships. But for me, I'm not at a point in my life where I've like. Do you think that's a symptom of addiction of like the constant mind racing? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's. It, but for me, it's like I, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I haven't earned the right to like sit around and do nothing. But you, it's not like you do that every single day. Like, if you were doing that every single day, then I'd be like, yeah, honk, like, get that ass up and work. But, like, yeah, you, like, I would say you and I do stuff for our career just about every single day. Like, with, like, making content, writing jokes, listening to sets. No? I'm just like, why don't I have more money? And why well, because don't we don't, I have we don't have 3.8 million I, followers on Instagram. I need more money, and I need my career to be in a better place. And yeah. every day, I'm like, why isn't it where I want it to be? 
Well, because you're you're kind of approaching it with a lack mindset if you want to get spiritual. Yeah. And then, well, then whenever I I have that energy, whenever I'm like, fuck, like I don't have any shows and oh God, like what's going on? Then I, then it's like almost like I'm, and that's fine if this is like a little too hippy dippy, but I don't know. This is just something that works for me. When I have that mindset and I'm like getting freaked out, it's almost creating like a desperate energy and that doesn't like attract anything. And then I, but whenever I'm like, okay, like everything's going to work out. And I just like really like trust that. I can't hold on to it for long. It's kind of a fleeting fun thing that kind of passes me by. But when I can like grab that energy and accept it, then I feel like things start. Yeah. When you live in a state of like neutrality and acceptance, things do come easier to you, or at least like you are more open to it. You're not in like in a state of like stress. But the last few days I just, I went into stress and then then I was like, well, then yeah, you, you have to think like, okay, people that are peers that I look up to, that have a lot of things. I'm like, they have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Cause you have to also look at it for like, yes, like I know we just said Matt Rife, like he's like younger, but he's been, but he's doing been doing it. Like 17. He's for, been doing it for a long time. For a, a long for, time. So it's like, he's been paying his dues for a long time. He's been doing comedy time. like 15 years. And our friend Morgan yeah. Jay, who just put out a special, he's been doing comedy now like 15, Four, 14 or 15 years. Yeah. Long fucking time. And I remember like when I started comedy and became friends with Morgan, his whole thing was just like, nobody will fuck with me. I can't get auditions. Nobody will book me. Did you watch his special? He no, talks. He talks to, about this, this in there too. And he said at the six year mark, which I, I am at, he was like, he's like, at the six year mark, I was like, am I fucking making a mistake? And it's so funny. Cause like I had a few that I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, six years and I'm 30. Oh, I'm, eight. I'm fucking eight years. And some, you know, like I just saw Rachel Mack hit her 10 year mark and she just released uh, an album. And I'm like, fuck. but Rachel, I look at Rachel Mack and I'm like, this bitch is so funny. I'm like, I'm so far away in my head. I'm so far away from being like Rachel Matt good. Like she's so good. Okay. I'm going to say something to you. Yeah. Because this came up for me the other day. So LOL, because every single episode, you know, I have to get in at least one second of talking about my motherfucking improv. But so um, for our improv class, like we have to like see one show a, a week or whatever. And so and then, and then we talk about it in class for like the first part. Or like for like the first 10 minutes or whatever. And so my teacher asked me like, hey, Harper, did you did you see a, a show? And I go, yeah, I did. And it pissed me off. And he was like, oh, huh, why? And I was like, well, because it was, I, I've never seen, it, it was just a two-person improv. And when they first walked out, I go, oh, this is going to be fucking annoying. And it was one of the most brilliant pieces of art I've like literally ever seen. It was amazing. So funny, whatever. Anyway, I was telling him about this and I was like, yeah, it pissed me off because it was so fucking yeah. amazing. And he goes, well, why does that have to piss you off? Like, why do you have to compare yourself to something? He's like, why can't you just be confident in yourself and just know that, oh, you're good. And like, allow these other people to like shine and just appreciate it and be inspired. And then like the whole class was just silent. How it works. And then I said, well, because it sounds like you're a lot more secure than I am. And then like, you know, that yeah, because we I'm had a little jealous, laugh. I'm petty. But it wasn't that like in theory, wasn't that nice? I was yeah, like, it's okay. so nice. And in theory, that's where you want to be. Yeah. But in but reality, <laughs> you're a fucking you're drooling over your phone, like hunchback, naked, sweaty, being like, why don't I why yeah. don't I have this please? Why don't I have all these good groundwork videos? Oh my God. So I just, uh, I had three shows this past Friday uh, in Long Beach, in Venice, and in Santa Monica. And I recorded um, all three sets and I was so excited. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to get some crowd work videos and it's going to be great. And I watched it back and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) because you were just texting me about this the other day. And I go, 
No. You know, I'm not really sure how homeboy Matt is doing it because I go, eh, woo, woo. And, but also I, <sighs> so it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, yeah, I got the videos, but then I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. This fucking sucks. So then I'm like, well, I can't tell if I'm being too hard on myself. Yep. Because I'm like, out of three sets, like surely I should be able to pull. And like, they were, they were good sets. Like, you know, it was fine. But I'm just like, f- like, how do you like watch it and go like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. I was like, I like, when I start posting videos of my standup, it's just know that it's like bone chillingly hard. It's so hard. It's <laughs> like, I can't do it. The, the loathing that I feel when I'm watching that stuff back, I'm like, shut up shut (laughs) literally shut the fuck up i got (laughs) i got an hour worth of tapes back from last weekend and it was all i was watching them back and i was like i remember i remember one of the sets was actually good but like i still i watch it back and i'm like this is not it took like two minutes for my set to actually get good and i was like bitch you don't have two minutes you cannot start off well how long was the set 15, but like you can't spend a minute and 30 seconds not being funny at the very top. Mm -hmm. And like, I was watching it and I was like, girl, this is not funny. Like, come on, like get them. Nobody's laughing. And I know that like, I know that it's building to something, but like, they don't know that. And when you watch it back and it's just like a silent audience, you're like, this can't happen. I cannot have, it was, it was fucking bone chilling. I'm like, you cannot, I cannot afford to like not get laughs within the first 30 seconds anymore. Like it's but too much. But it's good that you are watching that and going like, okay, I'm kind of being squirrely up top. Let me tighten up. And it's, it's so. I mean, it really is all part of the process. It, it really is. is. Yeah. It, I, like, it's and the fact that you're getting this back and, and doing it, you know. And... But also I'm like sick of watching the sets back because I have like a fucking, you know, I have like my 15 minute set now that like mm-hmm. I do on the road. It's my 15 minutes and I watch it back and I'm like, when are we going to write a new fucking 15? How long is it going to take to write a new 15? But you've been injecting new jokes. Yeah, but I, I like, you know, I have like a good five-minute chunk here and a good five-minute chunk there. And I'm like, when is the next new five minutes? It's so hard. So I have the opposite problem. I will get really excited about these jokes. And then I write these new jokes. And then I'm like working on them. And then I like get bored of them. And then I drop them. And then I'm, I start new stuff. So then I'm always like, but then I'm like, girl, like, you're not like, I need to like, I just need to like focus in more and and really like build, build, build. And like a few of them I, I have, but, um, cause I'm like, I'm like trying to be like more disciplined with that. It's hard, dude. Stand up is, stand up is so hard. Watching your tapes back is so hard. Thinking you had a really good set, watching them back and being like, oh, is so embarrassing. And then also I post almost no stand up clips. First of all, because I don't, I hate everything that I post. And secondly, because I don't want to give away the jokes, which is why you know, if you guys, if you're not doing crowd work, then yeah, you don't want to post your. Yeah, because I like I have a couple jokes that I posted before that I I work on that like I have this bit about like making friends as a kid, but it's like different now than it is when I posted it. Then it's like fine to like burn that like whatever. To, but. Yeah, but it's just like I don't want to keep because I only have such a set mint. I have like my 15 minute set. I don't want to keep posting those jokes, right? And you have to post crowd work. That's why you see so many fucking comedians always posting crowd work videos because nobody wants to burn their material online. But like crowd work is so... Well, here's the thing. So how many of your followers are actually out to see you? Because it's like you're most of the people out to see you aren't actually following following you on social media yet. And so it's wait, wait, like, what do you mean? Most of the people sitting in the audience 
aren't actually following following you on social media. Because we, oh, we, yeah. are, we are not a level where we're selling out the main stage right, of the improv. Right, right, right. I'm not selling so, a so fuck it's like, ton of yeah, tickets. Yeah, so it's like you don't really need to worry about burning material yet. That's true. And that's, that's a good point. True. You know who actually has been... That's very true. Ellery Smith has been posting a bunch of... Um, like proper jokes that are like doing really well. Really? And I was seeing that and I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny because like I feel like on my like because my social media and I'm sure you feel this way too, but like my social media presence is like a different thing than like my my stand-up presence. And so people will follow me on social media and not know that I'm a comedian. You know, and like I'll mm -hmm. have people comment being like, oh you should do stand-up. And I'm like, it's literally that's my job. But you know, like it's it's funny because they don't realize that like that we're online because we are comedians mm -hmm. trying to like get a fan base. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But we're not posting. But your videos in the last few weeks have been doing pretty well. Yeah. And they've been not comedy. And so it's like, I can see like, okay, I'm going to keep pushing in this direction because it's working, but it's not comedy. But it's not stand up. And so it's like, I you, mean, Maddie Chimber, he does. Problem. Yeah. He, he doesn't really post his stand up. He, he just does Trevor sketches. Trevor doesn't. Trevor's career is interesting too because Trevor, Trevor Wallace, like he got famous from doing bit, like mm -hmm. doing sketches. He does not post his, his stand up clips though. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him live a few times and I haven't, I didn't really see him doing too much crowd work. I feel like that's like mostly like proper jokes. Oh, okay. This is what I wanted to say right before we deviated. I, um, when I was watching my, my three sets back, like the crowd work in the clips is funny, but it's because it's, it pertains to this crowd. And right. that's what, and then I go, right, right, okay. Right. I, Cause I, I've been studying crowd work for, or not crowd, but I've been studying like people's like clips. Cause I'm like, okay, like I, I've been sitting at like 13.7 for like a second now. And like, you know, after we film this, I have to go cater and I'm just like, Oh, yeah. and it's like, I have to cater because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like doing these like extra classes and, and things like that. And it's just like really fucking stressful. And I'm like, okay, like I need to like figure out how to like tap in, you know, literally, I, I know that sounds like kind of like fucking annoying, but no, it doesn't, I, it doesn't. Okay. I'm the same thing. I mean the same thing. Cause I've not booked my, my main source of income is uh, going on the road with Felipe Sparza, and I'm not booked a lot. I'm booked once with him this month. And then next month, I don't, he has like three shows. One of them's in New York. I don't think he's going to take me. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And yeah. I'm like, in the, that existential crisis sets in of like, no, you get the cold sweats and you're like, restaurant time again. <gasps> but I'm so, I'm so fucking egotistical now. I'm like, I can't go back to restaurants. I mean, this is how I felt going back. Cause like, I didn't have to have a day job for a sec. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, yeah. And then like, I got, you know, I, mean, I believe it was 2021. I got my first writing job and I was like, oh my God, this is the fucking beginning. Like, yes. And then, <laughs> hey, guess what, y'all? Catering is nice though, because it's not like it's not the same job that you're clocking into every day. It's like one you need to da da da. And here's the thing about catering: like, as much as I shit on it, like I am working for one of my close friends because it's like a company that she started from the ground up. Like yeah. Sarah Lawrence, shout out to her, and she's also um, a comedian. But like. So I'm very grateful that like my friend is giving me a job at her company. Right. And it also, because if it was like for some random company, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Be but because it's like, like we're also working like high end event, like, and it's, it doesn't feel as soul sucking as like when I worked in like a shit fuck restaurant. I mean, it's still like with love and light, I still fucking hate it, but it's still like, it, it, I'm right. very grateful that I have a friend that's able to right. help me out in my time of need. Like, right. So, but 
for then watching the crowd work things because I was so excited. I'm like, okay, yes, like I'm going to push through the embarrassment and self-loathing and I'm going to post this. And I'm like, fuck, it's just a bunch of inside shit for this crowd. It's not something that's going to... So then I was like, okay. But then instead of getting down, it's like, all right, I'm just going to learn from it. But it is really fucking frustrating. It's really frustrating. And like, I I have... I been watching Matt Reif's clips because he's so famous now. And they're all like, they're. Ve- I was talking to him about it the other night. I was like, you're so good at what you do. Like his crowd work is impressive. At that least is the shit that skill. he's posting. I'm like- Oh, it's, he's so quick. That's a skill so of improv. Quick. That's fucking so quick. His references are great. Like, yeah, he's like- It's, it's really And he's really good at quick. talking to everybody. He is. And he's- He's good at getting people on his side because he's very handsome and he's very smooth. So people like trust him and like want mm-hmm. to. Um, you taking feet pics, Lee? <laughs> yeah. Because Lee, we start talking about money and he, he goes, "That's right, Daddy has to get his side hustle." Yeah. Up. But Matt, but- Matt is an anomaly with that stuff. It's also, I will say, there's also a lot to be said for editing. Like when you can edit clips like really well, yeah, it makes shit look a lot smoother. Because I, I've been at shows with comedians where I've seen them then post the clips. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't how it was when you were on stage. Oh, you got to cut the fat out. Exactly. You got to really make stuff work. Right. And you can make stuff work. Um, And I mean, I wish, I mean, let's get this going well, because then I can edit everything you want. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you got to really make stuff work. Really got to. Yeah. I'm going to say something. I mean, this podcast is called Tea Time. So we wouldn't be doing this segment justice if we didn't like. Go on to Patreon if you want to hear us talk shit. Yeah. And I'm going to give you guys a taste of some shit right now. I don't know if I've said it on here before, but I don't think I have. But there's this comedian. I won't say his name on the public episode, but there's this comedian who (laughs) he blew the fuck up. And with Love and Light, I've seen his. And I'm like, okay, okay. But he blew the fuck up. And hey, good on you for doing that. But he filmed the set. He filmed an hour in his living room and put a laugh track behind the jokes and then blew the and I was like not fair I was like that is wild that like we are in a day and age where you can like cheat the system like in 1982 like all those comics like couldn't even conceptualize like what is gonna fucking go being a comedian now is such a different I mean we weren't even alive in the 80s but like it's just like such a different thing than how it was you know that's well what blows my mind too is when we and this is so inside baseball and it's kind of we were on a run of like really hot episodes and so it feels weird to be talking like really inside comedy right now yeah just as the okay it's our podcast and if we want to inside but, <laughs> but what bl- kind of blows my mind and what you were talking about the editing and a conversation that we had a little while ago was when i pointed out like oh there's well there's cuts in the clip and you mm-hmm. and you didn't even notice you're like didn't even notice you're like wait what and i was like yeah well there's a cut here and there's a cut here there's a cut here and it just is like, oh, 90% of the people who are watching these clips don't even notice that they're cut together. Yeah. They just think that they're killing it on stage. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean, these these moments happened probably 10, 15, 20 seconds apart. Right. And there was lulls right. in between. Right. right. And you yeah. have to clip it up to make it tight. You have yeah. to be a video editor, a comedian, a business manager, Dude, it's so, a like, promoter. To make it, especially when you don't have the money to like pay all those yeah. people. No, no, you no. You have to just be that. It's yeah. so yes. fucking hard right now. Yeah, it is. It really is. 
Oh, and that has, and that's on, um, that's on our camp stories. And that's on. <laughs> so camping is fun. Um, Do you have any camp story? Okay, yeah, this, okay, so, okay, I hope you guys enjoyed our 25-minute um, soliloquy on On Matt Rife and comedy yeah. and, what it is, and what it is to be good at what you do. Yeah, and how, and that's why you won't see any crowd work videos from me for a second until I learn yeah. how exactly to do it. But And how every day we're afraid for our lives because we don't know how to pay rent in the UK anyway, and that's it. But here's what it is and here's what it isn't. Um, do you have, okay, so yeah, this week's um, prompt is camping stories. Um my family, okay, everyone growing up in my, like, school and all the schools were always going to, like, Hawaii, Italy, you know, all that for, like, vacations. And my family, we would just camp in the backyard. That was our family. Or at, like, a little tiny campsite in North Carolina. It was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and that's on family vacay. And then I went to a sleepaway camp. For, it was, like, it wasn't long. It was for, like, three nights or something in fifth grade. Why do they always feel so long, though? It felt so it long. like four months. And I got in trouble for telling scary stories. I was like, oh, we should tell scary stories in our cabin. And I told one that was just too scary. And then I got in trouble. It was, like, literally about... And it was about me fingering all of them. I was, and I was like, no, you guys was like are some weird real. thing about your uncle trying to fuck you. <laughs> no, that hadn't happened yet. Oh, okay. No, no, he's not a. He, okay, he does listen to this. So love and light, love and light. But um, here's the thing. No, um, it was uh, no, it, it was. If you guys know the story of Scratchy Liz, that's what it was. My dad had told it to me, and I was like, okay, okay, that sounds like a story about a girl with scabies. <laughs> And it is. Not it's almost like you were there Liz. in the cabin. So you could have handled it. I could have handled it. No, but these fucking clowns couldn't. I, I don't remember. I remember going to like a, a Girl Scout camp when I was younger. Don't remember what happened. Have very little memory of my childhood or anything that happened. Don't remember what happened at that camp. I do remember a couple of years ago when I was dating um, Big Nose. When I, he, we went camping. Gabby. What? <laughs> we all went camping and uh, I did a bunch of coke in a car and oh, I was like, my ex's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I did a bunch of coke <laughs> and I said, time to go climbing. And then I went and climbed a bunch of rocks and then I shit in a bush. Okay. That was it. Did you wipe with leaves? I don't remember. I was so drunk and on coke. I might have just. You didn't even wipe. I don't even know if I wiped. Okay. I just, and I remember I shat. You're built different. I'll say that. I, yeah. I shat next to this big rock where everybody, like everybody went and did acid and then they climbed up the rock, but I didn't realize that that was going to be the rock. And so I like shit. And then hours later, everybody was like, let's go climb up this rock. Oh. And the whole time I was like, please, nobody look over in the corner. Please, nobody look in the corner. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that was my camping story. Okay, and I love that. I grew up camping a lot. And I went to sleepaway camp like weeks is at camping, a time. Camp you for poor people. No, I yeah. never was a it counselor. Is. Unless uh, unless yeah, you go we backpacking in like the Alps. Exactly. But but camping but is But average for the camping is for poor people. I used to have a joke about it how yeah, but about how like that was like my my family's like big vacation was like setting up the tent. Yeah, so that yeah. that was our big it was vacation. Fun. Every like, year. You get some pizzas and you go to the fucking river and like we, that's your Yeah, we went every year when I was like from when I was a child, like a baby. Until I uh, my whole life we went camping. Is the same spot? Um, different spots. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, a lot of times, like Acadia National Park in Maine, uh -huh. uh, with my mom and my sister, um, we would go. And was it then, fun or was it horrible? It was fun. It was fun when I was young. Yeah. And then it got real fucking boring when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, but and then we, I did like sleepaway camp where, where I'd go for a week. Um, and then, and then like one summer I did two weeks. Was it like and a fuck then, fest? And then, no, I no. was, I was a nerd. No girls really talked to me. Um, uh -oh. 
and no. then and the, and the camp. Uh, but uh, but I did learn how to sail, and I won the. Uh, that's better than coming. I learned, yeah, I learned. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, I, that is fun. I won the sailing race. That's some fucking okay, that's cute. For sure. I like that. Wait, did you guys ever do Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts? I did Girl Scouts? You did Girl Scouts? Okay, I did I Girl did Scouts. Scouts. And you did? Yeah, I was a boy. Fuck scout. it up, big dog. Why did okay. All of, why were we all in these little scouts when we were little? Because like they want you to have a sense of community. I think I did it kind of old, but here's the thing: every girl I did Girl Scouts <laughs> with ended up like getting pregnant or getting addicted to drugs. That's that was my Girl Scout experience. And that's on Oceanside I in was North a Carolina. Boy scout my whole life, like uh, oh, up no, until a teenager, like Eagle. Like, no, uh, you were committed. What? So you could have gotten a really nice college scholarship if you were when, an Eagle Scout. When I when I started to prepare for Eagle was when I started to like have not sex. give a shit about and have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. The, exactly, exactly. Because then once you start fucking, you're like, yeah. I, I don't want to make a keychain built out of feathers. Yeah. Like, I just don't really want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't give a fuck about carving rocks. My Girl Scout leader was like, Is that what you do? This boy, yeah, but yeah, you carve rocks. You carve <laughs> penises onto rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and popcorn Lighting and cookies. Fires. Yeah. yeah. Um, my Girl Scout leader was like very much like a Southern woman who's like, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna sew and we're just gonna stay inside. And then my mom was like, this is bullshit. Like when I did Girl Scouts in California, we were out camping and exploring and she's like, this is bullshit. And my mom was talking to my dad. My brother was in Boy Scouts, a scouted up family. And Eli was going to a sleepaway camp or something. And so my dad was like, oh, fuck that. And so he took me and my friend that was in uh, Girl Scouts and he just snuck us onto the Boy Scout. Um, what are you doing? My thong is like up my asshole. Oh, don't, because you're going to get a yeast infection. No, it's up my asshole and I could feel it kind of like playing with my um, hemorrhoid. So okay. No, well, you have an anal fissure, not a hemorrhoid, but, but okay. Can you, okay, stop. Because it's because when I start talking about something that doesn't have to pertain, that's when you, okay. But anyway, so he snuck us up to Boy Scout camp and then the Boy Scout, uh, like, you know, like the head, like leader, or whatever was like pissed that we were there. And then when everyone was eating, uh, I guess like in like the, the cabin area, my dad, or like whatever, like the lodge, my dad and my friend, and I snuck back to where everyone had their tents pitched up. And then my dad like went inside. I don't, he was on some crazy shit, but we like put like their underwear on sticks and like we like your dad did yes, that my dad did this and we like i mean we were was your dad him. 14 yeah he was like this is how you fucking camp and so then like we like filled everyone's tents Taunting with like children with like leaves we like hazed their fucking assets and then they got back and now saying it out loud it's actually fucked that my dad was like yeah, come on like it's dad. not like it was my idea he's like come on you pussy i'm like okay and then the guy who was the head of the camp was like dude like he was just so like what are you fucking doing and then my dad told like then i'll it came show to, you it came time for scary story time and then like you know like the head honcho dude is like telling his scary story and it's like not scary like and then a ghost said boo and the boys were like whoa and my dad's like no no sit down so anyway this guy's neck was falling off or whatever and then he starts going off and then it came in and <laughs> fucked all your moms yeah hard boys you'll see when you're older that's for eagles or whatever and yeah. then <laughs> basically it was a nightmare yeah and that's on camp and that's on camp and then we had to leave in the middle of the night because I, I i wet the bed i wet the sleeping bag doot 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 god I, yeah i <laughs> came in hot and left <laughs> okay that's right that's on camp no and that's so fucking haunted Okay, so should we get into the stories? Yeah. Do you want to rock, paper, scissors? It's your yeah. turn, but... It is? Yeah. Who do you think, Scott? This one, you're going to love this one. Really? Yeah. Okay. But it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> go on. It was a stare down. I know. Well, I don't know why. I'm like, just go. So I was deciding if I wanted to have fun or if I wanted to read. Okay. Hay is for horses. Furries eat grass. 
Hay is for horses. Furries eat grass. Yeah, already an interesting. I'm already pissed off. I but. know. Okay. Um, I haven't written in in a while, mostly due to depression and oh. losing the will to live. All right. Okay. But a <laughs> rise up. Fair. But as a seasoned Girl Scout, I saw the camping prompt, and I knew I had to write in. Yes. There's a multitude of Girl Scout camp stories as well as church camp stories, but to keep it short, I will give you three of the most haunting stories from each. First is the Girl Scout one, and it pertains to my title. There was a girl in another troop whose troop always joined mine for camping. She was a certified furry, and by that I mean a dog humper extraordinaire. Okay. I don't know if that's a furry. That just sounds like somebody Okay, who's no, because I'm already getting... Okay, let me try and not get pissed off. Okay, this is like an exercise for me. Let me try and not get pissed off. She admitted okay. to us that she let her dog hump her on mm-hmm. a regular basis. You lost me. <laughs> yeah. Had a stuffed toy dog okay. that she once asked me to jack off its tail. Okay. And most hauntingly, acted like a puppy and literally would try to chew me and wanted me to be the dog mama. Fuck her. What happened to this girl? Where is she now? She's my fucking enemy. What? Ha- where is this girl now? At In Petco. Is there something... She's I, at the dog park? She's in jail. <laughs> I eventually got so sick of this little arm-munching gremlin, I judo threw her onto the ground, and oh. she finally stopped her weird furry reign of terror over me. That's, I guess that's what it took. But I kind of like that you didn't really communicate that you didn't like it all this time. And then out of the blue, you said, enough. (laughs) Yeah, and chopped her ass. Also, I went to her house for some Girl Scout related thing. And her parents had dead animal heads all over the walls. Like deers and stuff. Okay, she comes from a a hunting uh, family. Uh, uh, Unless it was that or if it was actually just like. (laughs) Like the godfather, like a horse's head. Yeah, unless they were just like stapling animal heads to their walls. Yeah. I wonder, I kind of wonder if that's why she wanted to be a dog and fuck a dog. Maybe because her parents were giving all the attention to these animals. And so she was like, yeah, that's where the true. That's right. That's where I have to be. I have to yeah. be. Okay. The church story is mostly just funny, but still extremely what the fuck. Mind you, this isn't firsthand because it happened in the boys cabin my friend was in. Whoa. I feel I should preface this and say this wasn't an uh, Episcopal camp. So there wasn't any weird uh, shit religious wise and was very liberal. Well, I I don't know anything about religion, so. You would think because of how liberal it was, boys wouldn't be playing games involving shoving things in their asses in order to have an excuse for their curiosity. No, you would think that. But you would be wrong. No, see, here's the thing. I would never not think that because no matter where a guy is, he is going to shove something up his asshole. Honey, it doesn't matter if it's the delivery room as your wife is giving birth or whoever the fuck is giving birth. It doesn't matter if it's church. It doesn't matter if it's a bedroom. You're shoving shit up their ass. Your mom's room. It doesn't really matter where it is. The beach, like something's going up that fucking asshole. Men love shoving things up their assholes. I never in my life have, have ever thought, hey, why don't I shove this up my asshole? No, that actually you? is surprising. You have. Yeah. But so what, why that, do you guys do? Wait, why no, do you, but wait, Gabby, sober or on drugs? No, I... Oy, I'm trying to help you, dude. I know. I started I started yeah. putting stuff in my butt when I was a Okay, just little. Don't, when you were little. Don't, don't ask him any more questions. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, because this is what she's saying. Lee, I just tried to have you. Like, that was so disappointing for me. Okay. Well, what was the first thing you put in your asshole when no. you were little? A pipe I rem- cleaner. I remember like a like a uh, a poly pocket, like a like a radio. They, there was like a radio and it was Lee. the antenna. You put it because it was asshole? like rubber. Because it was like near me while I was jerking off, and it was rubber. You were jerking off, and remember, and the, you the, guys are if you guys are computer. deep listeners to this podcast, you're gonna know that Lee has a rubber. What is it called? Asphyxiation. What? Oh, the gloves. Yeah. So you're jerking off and you said, I'm going to put this antenna up my asshole. We're really yeah. doing a deep it's dive so on this. It's so thin. 
It doesn't even do anything. Yeah. No, sometimes they can be kind of thick. Did it do something? No. But it gave him a, a tiny spike of adrenaline. So he th- he said, "I didn't sad. feel any. I didn't feel anything this you time. Know, so thing, let me try it again with Sour Patch Kids." It. Yeah. The thing is, too, is you're not alone. It's. I feel like every man. Well, that's why it's like. Yeah. Women don't. I've never ever been like. Let me. Let me try it. Okay, I'm gonna say something. I was sleeping with this guy, in my mid twenties, and one time we were hooking up, and this I think that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so we were, we were hooking up and then he was like, Hey, can we do something like kind of weird? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? And he was like, well, can you put a finger at my ass? And I was like, Oh, that's not weird. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. They so, love it. so, you know, I do it. And then he like comes like, you know, very hard. Really? And then he has a freak out afterwards and he's like, don't do that again. And I was like, wait, what? I'm so, I, I, wait, I, what? I just realized I'm gay. And then, no, but he, he's like, yeah, like, I don't ever want to do that again. And I was like, oh yeah, like we don't have to hook up. And he's like, he's like, no, no, like we can hook up, but like, don't touch my butt again. And I was like, why are you acting like it was my idea, playboy? But I was like, okay. And then we hooked up one other time, but the energy was off. No, because he couldn't stop. Don't thinking let about me that up bussy. there and then deny me access. You couldn't stop thinking about that bussy popping. No, I know. He no, he enjoyed it a little too much, and then I guess his his male ego was fragile. Get over it, guys. You like having shit in your asshole. You haven't. You have a fucking G spot in your bussy. I don't know. I don't know. John tried to put his finger at my butthole the other day, and I was like, "Can we not?" I said, "Can can you get your finger on my?" John, butthole? John, have you listened to her talk at all? She doesn't fucking want that. Up I don't. There. Want, I don't want your finger in my butthole. I Send them the clips. <laughs> Send them the clips. I don't like things in my butthole. I don't want things in my butthole. It doesn't feel good. It makes me feel like I have to poop. Keep your fingers away from my butthole. You know what I don't like? What is if you communicate? Not this is uh, this is not about you. This is about me. I've I one time I would dated someone, Tim. I would dated him, and I would be like, "Don't, don't do anything to my butt." And then he's like, "Oh, anal's so hot." I'm like, mm, "We're not having anal. Don't bring it up again." So then he didn't. But then when he would be munching me, yeah. he would they, like they try to sneak it in. Well, no, he would like always just try to like eat my ass out, and I'm like, "Can you stop? Can you stop?" And then one time I got pissed because I was like, stop. "I've said no." I've I've said no so many times, and it's and it's like you think every time I'm gonna forget that I don't like it, and then like, you try and do it oh, again. Actually, this time, oh, or, or, like, or like I'm not gonna notice that you like put your finger in my asshole. Like you're being, I you're, notice you're a dirty fingernail, like fucking sausage finger up my ass. Like that's not inconspicuous. I, don't, I can fucking feel it every time. I'm not gonna like it. I don't, are you going to like it? Do you, does it, what also, is it doing for you? what's the end goal with a finger in my ass when I'm saying I don't like, you're going to take it and go, mm, like yeah. what? No, I know. And I just, it's like, come on, man. Go play in the yard or do something because you need go some like, hobbies. Get out of my butthole. Get the fuck out of her asshole. Okay, so. Okay, go off. Yeah, so <laughs> these guys stick things up their asshole. My friend said the boys played a game called doorknob, which okay. for some people is when you fart or something and have to run to touch a doorknob, but the only thing they had in common with that was touching a doorknob and assholes. Honey. Okay. What's going on? Okay. Basically on the way home, my friend told me and my parents that the boys took turns trying to shove the doorknob of the cabin in their assholes. Okay, good, good. Not they took turns. Well, mine's too small. Peter, Peter. Yeah. Peter, you got a gaper. Come on. And you guys all stand around watching. Like, come on. He said that this one boy, who was probably 300 pounds, despite being only 13 or 14 years old, which is a sign of something wrong of itself, actually managed to get it in and let out a giggle. Where's okay. Peter okay. now? Yeah. Oh, not his name's not Peter. You just said the name Peter. <laughs> we'll call him Peter, though. Yeah. My friend claimed he didn't play it, but I have my doubts. Honestly, just proves my theory that boys grow up thinking girls' sleepovers are full of violent sex games 
Not just out of fantasy, but because that's what the boys are doing. That's so true. That is true. Boys are out there like, like jerking. Hey, let's see how many knobs we can shove up our buttholes, guys. Let, let's see who's come dribbles out and who yeah. squirts. And, and like they, little girls are sitting around being like, I wonder who has a crush on you at school. Girls are sitting around doing prank phone calls, talking about crushes and, de- yeah. and like building like a deep, beautiful, emotional bond that's going to carry through their adulthood. Guys are at home doing circle jerks. They literally are. You're, you guys are sitting around doing circle jerk, jerks, watching fucking porn in your mom's room, shutting shit up your assholes and then being being like coming girls. into socks and then twirling the socks and hitting each other with uh, it. It's, it's something else. Couldn't be a female sleeper. Oh, I'll tell I you was, that. Whose podcast? I was on that guy Poopies from Jackass, poopies. and he was telling me about when he was young. Him, him and his friends would go over to their they had this one friend's house. They would go. They had like the computer room, and each one of them took turns watching a porn and would go jerk off in the room, come out, and then another kid would go in there, jerk off and come out. And I was like, did you guys talk about it afterwards? And he's like, no way. We just all silently went in there, jerked off alone, and then walked out of the room. Male sleepovers are just one egregious experience after the next. Just like, what is wrong with you guys from birth? Women are not, we are so delicate. We're so- Because women are lovers. We lead with our heart. And we just, yeah. we just want to just, we just want to have fun and like a, a sweet, so, sometimes silly way. I know. We're not doing weird shit like innocent. this. They're just innocent little sleepovers. You play little games. I, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. And then guys are going off, jerking off to porn in their friend's mom's room, coming out or they're sweating, pulling up being pictures like, of their, their moms being like, she's fuckable. Well, what about yours, Trevor? It's like, okay. Yeah, literally. The darkness. The dark and Lee's shoving they're antennas shoving slugs up his down their throats. Like I can't. Yeah. Okay. Don't. Meanwhile, in my girl's cabin, we were just being normal and seeing who could fart the loudest. See? Until one girl pissed herself, which honestly very funny. And that is wholesome. Thank you all for brightening up my life with some laughs, especially when nothing else can. Maybe for Patreon, you can all see if Lee can fit a doorknob up his ass. Maybe. Yeah. We saw Lee's well, butt. It was. It was. Maybe we will. Pristine. So I don't know if we want to. Maybe one of these tripods. We'll see. Okay, now there's rubber on the bottom. Okay. Don't, don't get least start on the rubber, y'all. Okay, um, Bonk, are you ready to yeah. to intake this? Okay, this one. The subject is just summer camp. In middle school, my whole fifth grade class spent a week at a camp in Wisconsin. The boys and girls had separate cabins, of course, and I was stuck in the proper. I was stuck with the proper bitchy girls in my class. You know, the girls who had just watched Mean Girls for the first time and decided to adopt their awful personalities. Mm-hmm. They only wore clothing from Limited Two, triggered, and were constantly re- reapplying lip gloss. I was never this girl. Do you want an award? Okay, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to be one of these girls. I never was. You were. No, I wish that I could be a fucking limited two girl. That limited two shit was expensive. It was. But it was so glittery and fun. Yeah. And then all like the popular girls wore that and then like Abercrombie. Hollister. Yeah. All right. Triggered. Okay. Um, okay, here, here's the thing. Uh, they only wore clothing from limited two and were constantly reapplying lip gloss and talking shit about the other girls in the cabin who weren't as popular as them. The, uh, the main bitch, Lindsay, was mm. making fun of my Walmart clothes. Her comments really got to me, but I didn't show it on the outside. I waited for everyone to fall asleep that night and carefully crept over to Lindsay's bag. Adrenaline was pumping through me and I didn't even know what I was doing. I just reached inside and pulled out whatever my fingers touched first in the dark. It was a pair of pink and blue cotton underwear. Okay. Not polyester. What happened next? Okay, to the- it's giving trans pride. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Uh, what happened next to this day still terrifies me because it was something, because it was like something possessed me and took control over my actions before my brain could even process what I was doing. I tiptoed to the ugly little toilet that was in the back of the cabin and put her underwear on. I shit in them. <gasps> I shit in them. So I remember. <laughs> I remember grunting into the darkness, terrified that someone would also have to come into the bathroom and find me standing there, crapping in these underwear. My heart is racing. I carefully well, wait, racing. because the way this is written is like written from a serial killer. <laughs> I carefully peeled the freshly shitted drawers off me. And I still don't know what possessed me to do this. Carried them back to her bag yeah. and shoved them in. Yes, yes, yes. Yes! Now this is a scary story. Yes! Okay, wait. Uh, I could barely... Okay, you guys. I could barely see, but I'm sure some of my poop got on the outside of the bag and on her other clothes inside. Yes. She didn't discover the crappy underwear until the next day. Yes. We had to just... Oh my God, it stunk up that whole fucking room. Oh my God. It was and like it, an A-bomb oh went God. off in there. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. This is so rowdy. This is... No, this is unhinged. No, this okay. Is, no, this is a fucking this, story. This is feral. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, not you turning beet red and sweating. Okay. <laughs> For those of you listening, Gabby has now broken out into a cold sweat and is the color red. Okay. Um, we had... Okay. So she didn't discover the crappy underwear until the next day. We had to change into our PE outfits, which was just a pair of Sophie shorts and a white shirt. My poop was on her shirt. <laughs> shorts, yes. underwear, yes. and generally stunk everything in her bag up. Yes. She started crying and yes. went to the chaperone. Yes. All right. Easy. Okay. Everyone was yelling, ew, gross. <laughs> the two people dying of laughter have personality disorders. <laughs> <laughs> lack of empathy, not, lack of not ew, gross. Yeah, everyone was yelling. <laughs> everyone was yelling, ew, gross. <laughs> this is the, okay. This is the ultimate revenge. Okay, the look of shock on everyone's face was astounding. <laughs> Myself and a few other outcasts laughed and accused Lindsay of pooping her pants. <laughs> Fuck Lindsay. I think Fuck almost Lindsay. I think almost everyone believed that she shit herself <laughs> and was too embarrassed, so she was blaming someone else. Her mom had to come pick her up. Ha 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 ha! ha. Fuck you, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a good lesson on why you don't is bully that, people. Is that the end of the story? That's the end of the, that was the mic drop. If I have a child, I want my child to be the one who shits in the other girl's underwear. <laughs> Here's the. Not uh, you know what? She grunted. She's, she's like she, in the bathroom in the dark. Just, she, you know what I like? What if she like didn't even have to go? She's just like stirring something up. Like, yeah, yeah. I know I got something in here for you, Lindsay. Like, that is some freak shit. That is the kind of shit that like that's primal rage. That's primal rage. It's also genius. It's also psychopathic. The no, fact that you thought of that and you were like, I fucking got it. Like that level of anger is 
deeply concerning. And the way it was written is still, I, I love, I didn't even know that was coming over me, bitch. That was calculated. And that's insane. But also but, the fact that you went into her bag, not knowing what you were going to grab, but you're like anything. Gonna, you're, you're like, it doesn't even matter what it is, <laughs> but it's going to be something. I, I think it's funny that you didn't just grab the bag and just fucking like honk one out in the fucking uh, duffel. This was even yeah. better. This was the, even more this, just like, I'm going to fucking Well, get because you. if you open the duffel, then you're like, oh, there's sh Okay. Okay. Wait. So this is something that is actually just hitting me. So they get changed for PE and there's poop on her shirt yep. and her shorts. You didn't have any other shirts or short. That's even more sinister. And like you there just was, put that on. It was shit uh, on everything. You couldn't ask a, 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 one of I mean, your you mean You think you're going to recover from that though? You think you're going to be like, hey, anybody, can I borrow a shirt? There's shit all over mine. You're a child. You're mortified. You're oh, like, she, I'm, yeah. but you're just going to be confident and be like, oh, there's shit everywhere. Well, I don't think she knew that there was shit everywhere. How did she? But you can smell it and see it. But like, she didn't go to, but she ended, didn't end up going to PE. She cried and then had her mom pick her up. So she saw all the But stuff. you guys, she it says right you know, she, here, she we had up. to change into our PE outfits, which was just oh. a pair of Sophie shorts and a white shirt. My poop was on her shirt, shorts, underwear, and stunk everything up in her bag. She started, Oh, then maybe she didn't put it on. I don't think she put it on. I thought, that, so yeah, in my head, like everyone got changed and she just like put it on trying to be like a good sport. No. And I was like, girl. I think she saw everything was there. It started crying and then had to call her mom and leave because she's mortified. There's poop all over everything. Okay. I'm going to be honest because that the thought of her putting on the poop I clothes, she put it on that's too. why I wasn't really laughing. So I was like, oh, that just makes me kind of sad. But okay. Now, now it's veering no, more towards the like funny. I thought she sad. put it it's on and I was thing. still laughing. No, it's fine. Yeah. Well, you guys both have like empathy defects, but but I no, do think Lindsay's that- a bitch. Why are you taking the side of the fucking cunt? I, she is a cunt and she is a bitch and she got what she deserved yeah. in a sense, but it was still just like, ah, damn. Because here's the thing. If you're acting like that, you clearly have some fucking demons. You need... We got to find Lindsay now. <laughs> no, because you got... We don't need to find Lindsay. This was... That's the Lindsay right in. Lindsay right Lindsay. in. Lindsay. Shitty Lindsay. Shit yeah. Lindsay. Shit Lindsay. Oh my God. This guy pooped his pants in my... Uh, or he went to the high school next to mine and everyone called him Hershey Kisses because apparently he just like left like pebbles in his, in his um, boxers. And when he... Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Don't shit your pants in high school. Don't shit your pants. Or at camp. Or at camp. Don't be a bitch at camp. D okay, here's the thing. Or you're going to get a little, Don't be you're going to get somebody bitch. else shitting in your pants. There was this guy that was a fucking bully to my friend in high school. And we got his ass so fucking bad that he had to, ch he had to change the way he went home from school. Good. Because we would just like yell at him. That's how it should be. Bullies. So there's this guy at camp. Um, <laughs> the, and he was a fat guy. And it was fat kid. We were kids. We were probably 10, 11, 12, maybe. Um, and he was this big fat ginger. And okay. Oof. And okay. He's got it rough. Yeah. And um his Oof. nipples okay. were always like in inside. Oh, like they didn't the come inverted out. nipples. The inverted nice. nipple. Shiny. And so we called them inside out titties. <laughs> or IOT for short okay. and um and then i i didn't see him again uh and then two years later he came to my school and we were best friends all through high school what did his tits look like they were always inside out and we and we always laughed about iot inverted he nipples could, he could take a joke 
Okay. You have Josh, to. Well, you yeah. have to. You Josh have to. Black. You go you go one way or the other. You yeah, either, you, gotta, you either you, become really funny or you, you become kill a school yourself. shooter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shout out to or, Josh Black. He's uh, okay. he passed. He's but he was a good 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 friend He's of mine. He's dead? Yeah, yeah, he died in a workplace accident. Jesus, really? Yeah, oh my yeah. God. I we I think we've talked about this, but well, on the death episode. But um oh. yeah, he was he was a great friend of mine, but we met at camp. And then, and, and he was well, IOT. Long live those nipples. God, yeah. long live those nipples. All right, honk, hit us with something. I'm super excited about this topic because I worked at a camp, uh, at a camp for 10 years. And in hindsight, I think that was way too long because I honestly hated most of the people I worked with. I could write a ton of stories about children or counselors I supervised and probably even have a couple stories from when I was a kid. Camp was such a huge part of my life and pretty much all my formative life events happened there. I got my first period at summer camp. Yuck. I had my first kiss and I even lost my virginity. Okay. 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 It's giving so, camp life. No, that's my life is a movie moment. It really is. But I want to tell you guys about meeting my first girlfriend. I had worked at an all-girls summer camp for three years. Okay, it's giving lesbian icon. Um, I had worked at an all-girls summer camp for three years and had been attending an all-girls camp my entire life. Despite being a lesbian and working in that environment, there was a surprising lack of romantic availability because I worked with a lot of straight chicks and progressive Christians. When I was 19, it is. When I was 19, I started a job at a new camp that was closer to the town where I lived, and I was able to work all year long as an outdoor education instructor. We had a lot of students from the college who were completing op hours for the recreation and leisure program. It was honestly funny that people had to go to school to get the same job I already had with no education, but whatever. Okay. Look at you. This is how I met my first ever girlfriend. She was a 27-year-old washed-up social worker. Okay, not washed okay, up. Okay, relax. 27. That's so young. She was a washed-up social Yeah. She was the Grim Reaper. Yeah, as if she's like, like that's what you say about like old actresses. Yeah. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper waltzed into my life and yeah. I said, hey, you dusty bag of bones. She was a 27-year-old washed-up social worker who was going back to school after finding herself. She was super into alternative medicine, and one of her defining personality traits was going on a trip to Cuba and learning how to salsa dance. You know that that bitch talked about her trip to Cuba her whole life. Can I say something with love and light? Yeah. This is giving joy and her trip to Africa. This is giving joy and anything she's ever done forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean— You guys are brutal. You haven't lived— You guys bully joy. Hey, when, you, when you're my best friend and you tell me that my nipples look like chewed up dog nipples, you can fucking take it. You can take it. Nursing her puppies. Yeah. This is Joy and her fucking trip to Africa. When I walk in on you, you 69ing, even... I can say whatever I want. <laughs> and that's true. When you cry every single time you talk about Africa, you can say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> no, that's on Joy. But to be fair, she cries every time she talks about um, anything. And anything. I call her, I say, hey, how are you? How are you, girl? <laughs> So good. Okay, stop. But can I say one thing? That was a good impression of her 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 sad voice. But Joy, her heart is just so she just feels She's everything. A bleeding heart. And that must be a fun way to live where like everything is like a big experience. And that is true. And that is true. And that's not me, but it is cool for her. She, okay, so she loves Cuba and that's all she talks about. Ugh. I feel like I didn't even notice she was attracted to me at first. She honestly wasn't even on my radar at all until one day I got my period and had no tampons. Uh, tail as old as time. I, uh, no one else did either, and we were all stranded there with no car, so she offered me her diva cup. This is so joy. This okay. This is so joy. Okay. This is so joy. This was back in 2015, so I had never heard of a diva cup before, and she explained that you shove it in your pussy and it caught all the blood. 
Diva what Cup a, Girls. What a way to explain Here's it. the thing. <laughs> yes, explanation. That, yeah. But here's the thing. It, completely right, but just so blunt. You show it up your pussy and it catches all the... What is it, a fucking catcher's mitt? So here's what... The girl writing in is how you talk, and then uh, the girl that she likes is Joy. Is Joy. Yeah. <laughs> also, not her offering her diva cup. This is literally what this Joy is, does. Joy would be like, you know what? I'm having a light day. She would pull it out, pull it out rinse give, it off, yeah. maybe. Maybe she'll shake it. slap it. She would slap it off, yeah, on her hand. Yeah. Blow on it. Yeah, yeah. blow on a little bit. <laughs> Go, good as new. Tap Here you someone go. on her lips to create a stain. For, for some it's rouge. Natural. Yeah. Yeah. And then she would give it to you. Yeah. Okay, so you shove it up your pussy and it catches all the blood. Okay. I was like, like mm, rainwater. Yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know if I should put your diva cup inside my vagina, but she assured me she had cleaned it by boiling it on they the stove. They always say that. So she boils it. I was like, okay, fuck it. So gross. After that, I decided I wanted to have sex with her. Oh, yeah. That's what got you? Yeah. That was. Because she goes, she goes, that's a giver right there. That's. No, I can't with this explanation, this whole, this sentence of she explains the disgusting diva cup. How she, it's sanitary because she boiled it. You go, fuck it. Okay, so gross. That's when I knew I wanted to have sex Yeah, and her. it was like a meeting of the minds. We are, God, people are multifaceted. I'll tell you that. Speak on it. So I decided I want to have sex with her. I lost my virginity to her and she basically taught me everything because I was so much younger than her. Well, oh. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe that's why she's referring to her as the Grim Reaper. So if she's yeah. a washed up she 27, how old were you? 15? She, like, she doesn't say how old she is. We actually dated for two years and I even moved across the country to be with her after she got a job at another camp. Mm. She ended up cheating on me and we broke up. Fuck. I'm going to wrap this up, but to highlight what type of person she was, when we were breaking up, she told me that before we got together, she had never been attracted to a woman and I really wanted to, and really wanted to sleep with me. So she did a Wiccan spell to make me fall in love with her. Okay, okay low-key, though, for real, because like it sounds like it actually did work. I'm going to need more information on that. What's the spell? Okay. okay. Miss Closet wants to come out to play. She was worried I would never have loved her without the spell, and our relationship was built on a falsehood. Well. Well, you're the... Wait, she's the one that had never been with a, a woman? The older one? Neither of them really had... Oh. Yeah, but the older one hadn't, and she wanted to fuck her, so she put a Wiccan spell on her, and they gave her a diva cup. That was my first breakup, and we were together for a while, so I took it pretty hard. We've spoken a few times in the f in the past five years. She's never dated another woman since. The last Interesting. Time, well, the last time we really spoke was when I had a dream that she was dying, so I sent her a message to be like, I know we haven't spoken in over a year, but I have a bad feeling. Are you okay? She responded immediately and was like, I'm actually about to go in for surgery. Whoa, because the spell has kept you guys connected. Because I'm getting an abortion. Oh. Oh. Back to the So streets. maybe she really did put a spell on me, and we're still physically connected, LOL. She's now in a long-term relationship with an Australian guy who has a man bun and likes paddleboarding. Okay, well, that's gay. Yeah, it is. I'm the same age she was when we got together, and the thought of having sex with a 19-year-old is literally repulsive. 19 and 27. Oh, and I'm engaged now. And yes, it's to a much older woman. Old habits die hard. Okay, wow. Now that was a loaded story. It's giving um Sarah Paulson and, and um her wife. Yeah, it really Probably. is. Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Couple thoughts. Yeah. Should we get into witchcraft? Okay. I'm gonna tell you, I have to pee really bad. I'm gonna hey, go, go pee. pee. We definitely should. Okay. All right, guys, I got one. Hey honks and Lee. 
Love you guys. Hope uh, hope for all of you that Gabby hasn't shit her pants yet today. Uh-uh. No, honestly, surprising. It's about to be me today. So we hate a plot twist. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. Okay. Uh, so I used to be an avid camper. So much so that when I was in college and all my friends were off on their big bad internships in NYC or whatever the fuck, I decided I, blah, I, decided I would instead go to Alaska. Ah, yes. Okay, real good. <laughs> uh, but not like cool mountain granola girl, sexy van life, woo-woo Alaska. Oh, no. I was freshly 21 and moving to a remote island, an hour boat ride from the mainland, with a population of three, including no. me. Girl. Okay. The other two inhabitants were, let's call them Dan and Brenda, a couple in their 60s. They lived in a one-room cabin that Dan and his ex-wife built, and I lived in their tool shed, like 50 yards down a little path. There was no power or running water on the island, so for showers, there was a little wood sauna. The idea was that you got in, started a fire to heat up a bunch of rocks, then bathed yourself using water from a bucket you heated up on the rocks. It sounds kind of relaxing, but it was... Hey, guess what? That no, does not sound that relaxing. Sound relaxing at all. That actually sounds... Like a nightmare. That sounds like the opposite of fucking relaxing. She's, so you you walk down this beaten path. You go into a, dar- a dark room. And you're saying sauna. We all know it's like a couple of sticks like nailed yeah, together. Yeah, some boards. You have a metal it's rusty a fire fucking hazard. bucket filled with lake water. The stones are actually from Lee's penis. Like, I yeah. <laughs> it's a converted outhouse. That's it, what it's, it is. It's a converted yeah, outhouse. it is. I know it sounds just like a smooth, relaxed. No, no, no. Okay. Um, but here's what it is. Here's what it isn't. Let me get back into it. Um, then you bathed yourself using the water from a bucket you heated up on the rocks. It sounds kind of relaxing. No, but it was a fucking wretched. uh, It was fucking wretched because anytime I went to sauna, it had been like three weeks since the last one. Okay. So that is a long time. Three weeks since the last one. And I spent every day fishing and then gutting all the fish. Like halfway through my time there, Dan and Brenda started coming into my sauna under the guise of saving resources. So I would be scrubbing myself down while these crusty geriatrics watched. No. And then and then washed themselves. Also, saving resources. Bitch, this is a bucket of seawater over some fucking hot pebble, uh, pebbles. Okay, so we would all rowboat uh, every Sunday to a neighborhood, a neighboring island where another old ass lady lived. She was like 80 and everyone, maybe 12 people tops from all over the small island system would join and we'd have another potluck okay. or we'd have a potluck. At first, this was the sweetest thing ever until again. No, because this is like the plot of like a horror movie. This yeah, is, this is Stephen King. Yeah, the, the, this is Stephen King. This really is. Okay. Lions Gate. So A24 is not picking this one up. Lions Gate is going to do this one. Um, like, um, at first, I thought it was sweet. Well, sweet. Well, you were 21, so I guess you're just new to the world. But um, at first, I thought this was the sweetest thing ever until they started up the weekly group saunas. I just declined the first few times because, no, I don't particularly want to be naked with 12 people who should be in a fucking assisted living, ogling <laughs> me with their wrinkly sacks, pe- pe- the, wrinkly, the wrinkly sacks pendulum swinging around the room. Okay. Okay. Doing the helicopter. Well, one day they insisted I join. So I was like, eh, whatever. And got in the sauna only to see Dan absolutely railing Brenda in the ass. No! No! What? What? I'm sorry. Better her than you, Sister Queen. Okay, okay, I was kind of along for that ride. And I was like, "Eh, it's kind of funny. What? Yeah. Yeah. And that's on Lionsgate. Um, Turns into an orgy. I ended up standing there naked and filthy for 15 minutes watching all these geezers have the nastiest orgy I could imagine. 
I shit you not, there was so much titty play and truly the saggiest bazongas to exist. Tons of anal. Whole lot of surprising gay shit. Honk, honk, Harper. Okay, chill out. (laughs) But all moving at a fucking snail's pace because everyone's old ass bodies. Pretty cute. They wanted you in there just so you could, they wanted you to cuck. They wanted you to cuck. They wanted you to, no, not an orgy filled with 80 year olds. They wanted to put it in your butt. They you were 21, too. They, they were like, tight butt. Yeah, oh, shit. Did. Well, that's why. Can I say something? And I'm not trying to be ageist, but that's why they're doing anal because probably like the everything else are is like all pretty like blown out. Yeah. Yeah. What was it in Borat when he when he says it's like eight because 80 like sleeve your, your pussy bounces Sleeve-less back after child after child. OK, oh, my God. Bounces back after childbirth. You're you know, like you like can kind of like get yourself back together. But at the end of the road, when like it's like 80, the elasticity is wearing out. Yeah. Yo. Your pussy's hanging. Yeah. I mean, your whole fucking bag of skin is everything's just, hanging. Do you think sex feels good when you're like geriatric because i would say love that, to interview someone and ask them I mean, that they, they say that, that like old person homes are like they have like, a lot everyone's of stds fucking. and everybody's fucking i don't know Do they, are they having good sex everyone's moving at snail pace because, it's butt sex yeah i guess okay so basically it just ends and so it's pretty cute anyway i got the hell off that island very soon after that and have not looked back thanks for reading and don't go camping XOXO. Well, Don't go camping or you're going to get anally <laughs> fucked by a bunch of 80-year-olds in a sauna. <laughs> that was a good one. That I was like a really... No, I... Yeah, the stories have been so good and I still have so many more. Uh, there's a lot of stories. So we're going to get to them on Patreon. One more for this episode. Mm-hmm. And then meet us over on Patreon because we get to the other stories over there and some other secret stories. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of stories. See you on Patreon. Um, hiking and camping are cousins, so this should count. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I know this is a camping story entry, but I swear to God, we all thought we were going to have to camp out and die in the woods. Here's the story. I went on a trip to Washington, D.C. in the eighth grade. The school does it often. Hey, so did I. The school does it often, and it was a fun trip, but overall, I will say that, but I will say that after our group of kids, the school now has to separate the buses between the boys and the girls, which I will tell why towards the end of the letter. In the middle of the week, in the middle of the week, we were tasked with. Okay, Lee, your cat is losing his mind. He's, in your room. he's throwing. Can you hear his him? Whole, he's throwing his he's body throwing against his the door. Whole body weight against the door. Can you hear him? It's like boom, boom. We can hear Lee's cat in the other room losing his fucking mind. Well, we gave him a tease of like trying to see if he could hang, and he could not hang. Cats no. are. I think he was just flipping out, just zooming He's around, losing his mind. I might have to let him out for Patreon, and that's just fine. Deal with it. Yeah, He's fine. going crazy and, in and it. If we if we just record, if we just start recording, then he'll probably chill. But like, oh my god. Okay. In the middle of the week, we were tasked with a morning hike up the Appalachian Mountain, the little part. That touches D.C., I guess. Why would they make eighth graders hike up the, the fucking Appalachian, Appalachian fucking trail? Yeah, why? Mind you, in my eighth grade class, and damn near the whole school, was, compromi- was comprised of the most granola trail mix with all the chocolate taken out ass white people on earth and like 15 black people. So the white kids and the small mix of athletic brown folks were all pumped up for the hike and the young granola hiking guides gravitated towards that group. Towards which group? The white kids or the black kids? So the white kids uh, were all pumped for the hike. 
It's giving segregation. It is giving segregation. Okay. Meanwhile, all of the city black kids are in the back as the height goes on. The gap between us and the granola group widens. Mind you, there is no tour guide behind either of us. Um, okay. <laughs> so wait, so I'm still confused. So the the white it sounds like guys the white, are staying with the white kids. The, the white guy, the the white granolas are up front, just like on this hike. Right, and we're gonna and, do it. Yeah, and all the kind of yeah you know, urbans are um in the back. So the white kids in the small mix of the athletic brown folks are all pumped for the hike, and the young granola hiking guides gravitated towards that group. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, all of the city black kids are in the back. Okay, hilarious. As the hike goes on, it's giving Rosa Parks. The gap between us and the granola group widens. Mind you, there is no tour guide behind us either. The gap becomes the gap. Okay. And we are immediately separated. Okay. We had no idea where the fuck to go or how to even get back down the trail. A small group of inner city blacks lost in the woods sound like a damn Jordan Peele horror movie. Oh, my God. And I'll be damned if I would have died first. It was really bad. We were running out of water. This one girl was on her period and was just crying hard. The teachers with us, also just as black and hood as us, were on the brink of tears themselves. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is the funniest thing. This is so funny. Just these hood fucking black people, like, stuck on this trail where, where all, like, the dorky white ones are just, like, like trailblazing. <laughs> This is so fucking funny. Also, I love funny. that now people all are like relating it to movies. Like, it's like this. It's like that because this is giving uh, Jordan Peele. This is so fucking funny. Oh my God. Damn. Monkey paw. They told us to stop so we can regroup and call for help. First off, there was no cell reception. Proof of how deep in the fucking bushes we were. And some of the kids starting yelling out for help. This is so chaotic. This is, this <laughs> is fucked. For help. This is fucked. <laughs> No, because I was actually probably feeling like a like a horrific fucking nightmare. If you're lost and you're like not on a trail, you're like, oh, yes. are we gonna die out here? It's so scary. I fucking lost on a hiking trail last year. Yeah, I did see LA. Out. It was so scary. <laughs> it's terrifying. And then you're in the fucking Appalachians. Fuck that. I got lost in LA when I first moved here. Fuck, on fuck a, that. On a trail over in Griffith. It's scary. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. It's fucking nightmarish. All right, so these kids are yelling over help. My big ass was red in the face and was five seconds away from passing out from exhaustion. I thought death was coming close until we heard a, a rustling in the bushes in front of us. We all screamed and started walking backward until the most wrinkly and dirty pale skin. Okay, this is some skinwalker shit. This is like a mountain. This is okay. this is some Appalachia haunted shit. Wait, did you ever see that fucked up movie? I think it was James Franco did, where he like plays some like bizarre like murderer that just lives out in the woods. No, it, it it's such an that uncomfortable fucking movie. But that's what that's remind me of. Okay, so this is James Franco. Yeah, a dirty pale skin emerged from the foliage, and I swear to God, these people look like Gandalf and Willie Nelson, no. and they reeked of peanut butter. They offered to help us get to the peak where everyone was. Now, as relieved as we were to get some help, I where the fuck did these people even live? In that bush. They did. They said, oh, y'all are walking on my front yard. Yeah. I wondered if our teachers were doing the cautious thing by letting them lead us up to God knows where, because like I said, if this was a horror movie, this would be our final moments and these hippies would be the killers. It's true. But by the grace of God, they didn't kill us. And they led us up to their nice little campsite by the ledge, as you could see. Such great views of mountain areas. But we were all too tired, too scared, and too annoyed to appreciate it fully. So after like 10 seconds of looking at rocks and trees, we begged them to take us back down the mountain, which they did. At the end of the trail, we were re reunited with the granola kids and the tour guides, and we made it all the way back to the front of the hiking trail. 
I got on the bus and I passed out. When I woke up at the next destination site, a kid whispered to me that the two kids next to me were fucking all ride long. And that's the reason why they separate the kids now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, well, well. And that's and that? And that's another... And that's that. And that's... A, and, and, that's, that's and that's that. And you guys, as they say, that's actually that. And for the next, so we're going to go into Patreon. And I've got a, this story is called Hot Counselor to Christian Summer Camp. So if you want to hear that, head on over to Patreon. Obsessed. Okay, guys, that was our little cute camping episode. Send this to someone that you've camped with. Send, send it to, to Lindsay. Someone, send this to someone that loves group orgies and uses outhouses. Okay, you guys, um, you can also join us on Patreon. We have uh, four extra episodes every month. It's $5. If you're rich, it's 20 and you get extra perks. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram, Tea Time 42069. We post the prompts there. We give you guys early access to the prompts on Patreon. And that's really oh, and then the email address to submit your stories that are always kept anonymous is tea time stories 42069 at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And that's really that. See you guys next week or on Patreon.
Okay, Zach, I don't know.